Proverbs chapter 31. That's where we'll be this morning. Proverbs chapter 31. And as always, if you do not have a Bible, it'll be up on the screen behind me. Proverbs chapter 31, starting in verse 25, going to 31, it says this. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. May God bless the reading of his word. You can be seated at this time. Well, good morning, White Oak. Good morning, White Oak. You're allowed to talk back. Get a little more charismatic up in this place. Y'all see me raising my hands in the front. You can, you can express yourself. It's okay. Uh, I want to say happy Mother's Day first and foremost. And um, real quick, I know we've had some mothers who have kind of came in late. So once again, will all the mothers stand up in the house, please? All the mothers in the house, will you stand up right now? Can we honor them? And are are there any mothers who, uh, when they came in, they've not gotten a flower? If you've not gotten a flower yet, would you raise your hand? And Ken, will you take some of those flowers, and will you hand that out to anyone with their hands raised? You can be seated at this time, uh, but they're going to come by with some flowers. And so I want to make sure every mom gets a flower here today. So as Ken and uh, different people come by, feel free to lift up your hand and for them to gift you a flower. Uh, But happy Mother's Day. Uh, The title of my sermon this morning is simply this, that mothers are miracles. Turn to your neighbor and say, mothers are miracles. It is true, it is true indeed. And yet as we start today, I want to be uh, very clear that I know Mother's Day can be very difficult for some people. A really short, funny story, because this just happened yesterday, and I have to tell somebody this. Uh, We decided to go um, for a a beach day with my family yesterday. Um, One of the cool things about living in Houston is, you know, you have the benefits of a great city, and you live like 45 minutes from a beach. It's not the best beach, but it's still a really cool beach. And I just want to say, the, the Galveston water is getting prettier. I don't know if it's prettier in May or something, but I, we went yesterday, and it looks a lot better than it normally does. And so it's a huge blessing. But anyway, so my family decided to go um, to the beach and to have a beach day. And you know, there's always like what you think it's going to be like. This is life. And then what actually happens, may, maybe your life works out always the way you think it's going to work out. Um, but we're excited because it was going to be our first time with our daughter Molly. She's two now. To actually go to the beach and enjoy it. And so we're so pumped, and we finally get there. And I kid you not, no exaggeration, we finally uh, find our spot. It's a little bit crowded, and we put our, our towel out. And I'm, I'm, I'm no joke, I'm putting up the, uh, the, what I call the tent or the umbrella or whatever, which I'm having a hard time doing because I guess I'm not strong enough to get it in the sand or whatever. And so we're setting up the tent, and all of a sudden we hear this loud commotion. And there is this, I kid you not, there is a, a massive drunk guy waving around like an umbrella, like yelling weird things at people, 
And then the cops show up, and he begins to evade arrest, okay? And I've got my daughter here, and we're a little, little bit uneasy because this really big guy. So this cop shows up and tries to begin arresting the guy. He gets one handcuff on the guy, but then he can't get the other one because the guy's like a lot bigger than he is and more swole. And so he, he realizes that this guy is not going to come to him. He's not going to be able to get the handcuffs on him. So he takes the one handcuff off. He forgets that. He pulls out his legitimate stun gun and just, like, shoots the guy. Like, literally pulls it and like, shoots the guy, right, with a stun gun. And so the guy's like, you know, it's like, whatever. Kid you not, like, walking backwards and falls into the ocean, and it splashes everywhere, okay? And then we had to wait another five minutes because they had to get three guys to remove him. So eventually they got him in the car. It was a huge thing, and it was like, welcome to the beach, my lovely daughter, right? This is, this is, like, she's like, ter- she's like, where are we, right? She's like, terrified, uh, but, but I say that because that, that's how life is, right? Like there's what you think is going to happen, and then there's like what reality is. And I say that because I know for many of you in this room right now, Mother's Day is supposed to be a happy day, but it's a painful day. There's maybe what you think it should be like, and then there's what you're feeling right now in this moment. I remember whenever Halsey lost her mother, we lost her unexpectedly a few years back. Um, that first Mother's Day after that was, was really hard. And even Mother's Day... To this day, it's hard for that reason. And so before we honor our mothers, because I'm going to really honor our moms a lot today, I want to just clearly say um, that to anyone here who is here for any reason and Mother's Day is difficult, we as a church, we walk with you. One of the beautiful things about the church is that we, we bear each other's burdens and we bear each other's hurts. We don't walk through life alone. And so to the woman here today who was never able to have kids, we walk with you. To the woman here who is struggling to get pregnant, we walk with you. To the woman here who has had a miscarriage or several miscarriages, we walk with you. To the mom here who has lost a child and today always reminds you of them, we walk with you. To the daughter or the son who greatly misses their mom today, we walk with you. To the daughter or the son who had an abusive mom and they weren't able to be a good mom to you, we walk with you. If for any reason today is difficult for you, please know that we love you and that we walk with you and that both Halsey and I are available to love you and to minister to you wherever you are at. But that being said, we we do want to honor our moms today because of all that they do. The Bible literally commands that we honor our mother. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul writes to the church, he says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. He literally tells kids, like, listen to your parents He goes on to say, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And so Paul correlates honoring your parents and specifically your mother with blessing and a long life. In every generation, mothers are the best of it. In every generation, at every time, mothers are the best of it because they are the most giving. They're the most selfless. We live in a culture of self-fulfillment. We live in a culture of chase your dreams. And mothers are the ones who often will die to their dreams to make their kids' dreams a reality. We live in a culture that is focused much on selfishness, but mothers are the greatest rebels in light of this. And our text this morning in Proverbs chapter 31 is all about how mothers truly are miracles. Mothers are miracles. A a miracle in the scripture is just something that God does that is outside of the normal order that is caused by God's hand. And so when someone is sick in the scriptures and has leprosy, they don't normally just get healed like that. But Jesus comes in and shows that he is sovereign over even the rules and the nature that he himself created. 
And I believe that mothers fit this definition because most of the people in the world that we live in, what is common is not selflessness. What is common is not giving of yourself for another. But mothers do this. They're miraculous. Proverbs 31 is written by a guy named King Lemuel. Turn to your neighbor and say, Lemuel. Lemuel. You've never heard of that guy, and that's okay. Um, King Lemuel uh, supposedly is the author of Proverbs 31. Um, We know nothing about him. We don't find much in history. Um, The Bible doesn't contain anything else about this guy. Uh, But what we do know is that all the Proverbs in the Bible were either written or collected together by King Solomon. King Solomon was a a wise king of Israel in the Old Testament, said to be the wisest man who ever lived. And so King Solomon got together all the Proverbs, compiled them, and, and put them together so people could read them and find wisdom from them. And yes, some of the Proverbs are not written by Solomon's hand, and and this one is one of those. And so we don't know who this guy is, but we know that Solomon admired him and even included him in the work that he was putting together. He affirmed the words of King Lemuel. And it is really interesting that the book in the Bible that is all about being intelligent and wise closes with somebody literally standing in awe of motherhood. It could have ended with anything. The book could have given one final hurrah of anything, and yet it decides to finish in awe of motherhood. Whoever King Lemuel was, he thought that mothers were miracles. He thought that they were amazing because of all that they did. And really quick, what I want to give you is at least five of the things. He mentions far more than five, but he gives at least five reasons why mothers are miracles, and I want to relish in those with you today. The first one is this. Mothers are always available. Can I get an amen? Mothers are always available. Yeah, give a clap. You give a clap for that. That's all right. Come on, it's a good day. We're going to be, we're going to be responsive today, all right? If you affirm something, say amen, right? Come on, help me out a little bit. Let's do this, right? Mothers are amazing, right? We need, a, we need a little some energy in the room, right? Come on. Mothers are always available. Proverbs 31.15 says this. She rises while it is yet night. And provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. Proverbs 31.18 says she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. Man, isn't that the truth, right? Her lamp does not go out at night. I want to, it's so funny, when when our first daughter was born, um, I remember House and I saying that we were going to split up the getting up with the baby in the middle of the night stuff, you know? How do you think that turned out? I think I've gotten up twice, right? Seriously. And she cries a lot more than that. That, that didn't last very long. For those of you husbands that do do that, man, you are amazing. If, wife, if you have a husband like that, man, cherish that man. He's a better man than I am. He's a better man than your preacher. So that's a good thing. Mothers are always available. They're always down for whatever. Mothers are the few people who will literally cancel just about anything to help you with what you need. Mothers are never out of reach. An interesting um, and maybe painful sermon illustration for some of you. This is going to be kind of funny, I think. Um, and, and, and the world of cell phone service, and some of you aren't going to like this, um, mothers are kind of like, uh, I mean, your friends are kind of like Sprint, okay? So you might see where I'm going with this, right? Raise your hand if you have Sprint cell phone service, okay? A few of you, right? So those who have Sprint cell phone service often will complain about it because, like, the service, like, sometimes you get through and sometimes you can't, right? That's kind of how it goes, right? 
I had a friend the other day who just switched over to Sprint, and he was telling me about it. And they're like, yeah, it's pretty good, except during this time of the day. And if you go far away, maybe there won't be service. And sometimes you can get through and not. But mothers are not like Sprint. Mothers are like AT&T. Give it up for AT&T, right? You, you, you might pay a little bit more for it, but it is reliable, right? And that's why people do it. Mothers are always available. Even when a mother rests and sleeps at night, it's not really for her. A mother does not sleep for herself. A mother does not rejuvenate herself for herself. A mother rests so that she can the next day take care of all the people that she is supposed to take care of. Mothers are the best of every generation, and they are the ones that we can always rely on. I believe that mothers also give us a really good earthly image of our Heavenly Father. I think one of the things that we often take for granted is that we can pray to God at any time. You can literally go to God at any time, right? Imagine if God was like, you know what? These people don't take me, uh, they, they don't value me the way they should. So instead of being able to hear your prayers at any time, God's like, from now on, I will only receive prayers from 3 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. What if God did that, right? Would you get your prayers in, right? Would you be a little more scheduled in your prayers? But God's always available to us. He will always hear us. He will always receive us. And yet, if we're honest, maybe it's because of that that we don't pray as often or as disciplined as we should. I think mothers are the same way. They're always available to us, and so we have a tendency to take them for granted. But not today. Today is Mother's Day, and we honor our mothers King Lemuel in this text is in awe of all that a mother does and how available that she is. He says his lamp, her lamp never goes out. And so mothers are miracles because they're always available and we honor that today. Number two is this. Mothers are always prepared. Mothers are always ready. Now, if you're here this morning and you're a mom and you're like, man, maybe I'm not always prepared. Listen, you're not perfect. We understand that, right? But mothers are the most prepared people of all people, especially when it comes to their children. Proverbs 31, 21, and it'll be up on the screen behind me, it says, She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. I love this. So mama knows that snow is coming. She knows that winter is coming, and she is prepared. I think we always forget that uh, back in biblical times, especially back in this time, there was not electricity or um, inside heat. And so in those days, to make it through a cold winter was like a massive, amazing thing. Today, we just kind of have to be inconvenient and in going from our house to our car, and we get a little bit chilly, right? And we say things like, I'm dying, or I've got frostbite, you know? We, don't, we know nothing of the like, right? But in that day, winter was like a, an event, okay? It was like, you better get ready. I mean, you could literally die. And so what we see here is that mothers are always prepared. Snow is coming, but her household is ready. I think one of the modern-day modern equivalents of this is the magic mom bag. Does anyone know about the magic mom bag? Moms have these bags, right? And somehow they have everything you could ever need in these bags. I learned this when Halsey became a mom. We have this baby bag, right? It's got uh, three sets of clothes, uh, snacks for a week. It's got diapers. It's got rash ointment. It's got toys. It's got multiple pairs of shoes. It's got a headband because she thinks it looks cute and wants to make sure we have it in case she wants to take a picture somewhere. I mean, this thing, it even has our little daughter's toy iPad. And yes, you can judge us. Our daughter has a toy iPad, and we're okay with that. It's the way that things are nowadays. But the magic mom bag has everything in it because a mom is always prepared. As kids get older, the mom bag begins to include things like a first aid kit, an entire pantry, and a toy bin, all in one. 
sometimes the toy bag kind of becomes the actual minivan, right, where all this stuff kind of just hangs out in the minivan, or there's a soccer ball in the back just in case. But mothers are always available. And it's because our mothers know more than we do. They've lived longer than we have. They've seen things that we've never seen in this life. They, they know things are ahead of us, and they want us to be prepared for them. Can you imagine where you would be in this life if your mom did not help you go to school? If she didn't take care of you when you were sick? If she didn't tell you what was right and wrong, can you imagine where you would be? Today we honor our mothers and say that they are miracles because they are always ready. Number three is this. Mothers do a million different things, okay? Mothers do a million different things. Proverbs 31, 27 says, She looks well to the ways of her household, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. And I noticed in this proverb, I went through it myself, and I counted up. Because if you go through Proverbs 31, he literally lists like all these things that a mother does. It doesn't just say that moms are nice or moms are sweet. It literally says things like she does this and this and this. And I went through the proverb and I counted up. I found at least 23 different things that it says that a mother does. In 31 verse 14, it says, she is like the ships of merchant. She brings her food from afar. I love that. She, it compares the way a mom gets dinner ready like a merchant ship bringing food from afar. In verse 19, it says, she puts her hands to the staff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. Hear this this morning. A mom is a teacher, a comforter, a disciplinarian. She's a cook, a nutritionist. (laughs) She's a referee. She's a nurse. She's an Uber driver or a taxi for some of you who are a little bit older. She's a maid, a spiritual guide, a protector, an interior designer, a handyman, a weatherman, a schedule planner, a schedule executioner, and a personal assistant for every one of her kids and her husband if she is married. She's a financial planner, and often a fellow financial provider in the home. And she is so, so much more. You see, all of us have jobs, but our jobs are a little bit different because we have these handy little things called job descriptions. And so here at the church, I have a job description, which means uh, that I do certain things, but there's things that I do not do. And so I help with, like, the church and people and services and planning and things like that. But if we decide we're going to lay new tile or cut down a tree... I'm not going to be the one that does that, right? Because you don't want a chainsaw in my hands, right? Cutting down anything, right? I, my, my job is limited, right? And probably yours is too. But is a mother's job limited? Does a child ever come to its mother and it's like, son, I don't help with that, right? That, that's not in my job description. A mother's job is endless. It is limitless. And in a day where our society is becoming more and more specialized, mothers are the greatest generalists there will ever be. Mothers are miracles because they are truly the jacks of all trades. Mothers do a million different things. Number four is this. This is one of my favorite ones. Mothers give us confidence in an uncertain world. In Proverbs 31, verse 25, it says, Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time 
to come. Mothers are the bravest of all of us. And yet what I think is interesting in this verse is as King Lemuel writes this, as he's standing in awe of motherhood, I would imagine whatever woman he's talking about, whatever mother he's observing who is so amazing, I would imagine that he knows that she has worries, that she has fears, and that she has struggles. He knows that uh, she has her own issues, that mothers deal with their own problems even as raising their children. And yet in light of knowing that this woman had issues and fears and doubts and problems in and of herself, when he looks at her, he sees none of those things. And isn't that how our mothers are? As you get older, you realize that they had all the same fears and doubts and struggles that you do. But they gave off this air of confidence and faith when we were growing up. And for many of us, it it grounded us and gave us the security that we needed to be successful into adulthood. Mothers give us a confidence. They, They don't always have it all together, but they believe that they can work it out and that they can provide the care for their child that they need to, no matter what the circumstance. This world is extremely uncertain. There's a lot of outcomes that we cannot control. But mothers laugh at the time to come. And and let's be honest, they're the people that when you look at them, you just feel better, don't you? No matter what you're going through, nobody's voice can comfort you like the voice of your mother. Mothers are miracles because their voice gives us confidence that nobody else can give us in this world. And so mothers are miracles because they give us confidence in an uncertain world. And the fifth and final thing is this. Mothers are miracles because they have often endless love for often unlovable kids. Amen. You ever been unlovable as a kid? You ever been a brat? You ever done the exact opposite of what you were told to do? And then cried to your mom to help you clean up the mess that you made that she told you not to do? You ever done that? I guess we got a lot of good choir boys in here, but for, for most of us, right, there's a lot of things that we've done in this life where we are very unlovable. Um, I'm probably, I'll get in trouble probably for saying this, but um, when I was right out of college, I, um, I, one of my first jobs was um, I was an after-school program director um, for the after-school program at Garden Oaks Elementary. In fact, my mom actually helped me get that job, right? Some Mothers of Miracles, I remember that, right? I was out of college. I was in between jobs. I needed something to do. I was probably 22 or something at the time. And I became this director for this after-school program. And uh, it was an eye-opening experience for me because I didn't grow up around kids. I didn't, my sister was two or three years younger than me, pretty close to my age. Um, didn't grow up around a lot of kids. And so when I took this job, I was highly unprepared for what it was like to deal with three-year-olds and four-year-olds and five-year-olds all the way up to 11-year-olds. I had never really worked with kids growing up. I never served in the kids' ministry. I didn't really help out at VBS. I had no experience in dealing with kids. And then literally five days out of the week for five hours a day, I was with three to 11-year-olds after the school day, which is the worst part of the day because they're ready to go home and they're crazy and they're done listening to rules and you've got to watch them now for five hours. And I'll tell you what, some of those kids were bad. They were, ba- I, they were horrible, right? 
And I kid you not, I remember thinking this. I might have even said this once or twice to one of the kids. I remember thinking to myself, I know I'm going to get in trouble. I'm like, how could anybody love you, right? I remember thinking that. How in the world could anybody clean your behind, right? How in the world could anybody possibly love you and want to be around you for long extended periods of time? You judge me, but that's what I honestly thought, right? But then I would see their parents come pick them up, and specifically the mothers, because the dads, they, they put up with less stuff, right? But the mom would show up, and somehow, miraculously, they were excited to see this kid, right? And a lot of, <laughs> like, and a lot of these moms, they, they knew their kid was bad. If you're a mom, you know when your kid's got issues. But they loved them. It's cracking me up. My mom's laughing in the front row, right? But their moms loved them regardless. One of the coolest verses in the Bible, I think, is in Isaiah 49, verse 15. I'll read it for you here. It says, Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. The reason why that verse is so beautiful is because God is speaking that to his chosen people, Israel, in the Old Testament, in a time when Israel is in exile. You see, God had given Israel um, the law and told them how to live and how to have a prosperous nation. And they ignored God. They, they went against what he said. And because of that, they, they created idols. And because of that, God withdrew his protection and, and neighboring armies came in and destroyed them. And so in this time, Israel is supposed to be this amazing nation, and yet they've been conquered. And yet the question in the Old Testament was, in light of all that's happened, and in light of Israel's rebellion, will God still be faithful to this people? Will he leave them? Will he forsake them after they've wronged him? And of all the images that God could have used to explain to them how he will never leave them and never forsake them, of all the images he could have used to explain his, his love for them, he literally chooses to use the love of a mother. He says, Can a woman forget her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? And so in this moment, what God is saying is if you want an earthly example to understand how deeply I love you, look at a mother. Look at the way that a mother cares for her newborn nursing child. Look how a mother cares for her five-year-old who scrapes their knees. Look how a mother cares for her child when they go through God's little joke on humanity known as middle school, right? If you want to know how how much God loves Israel, look at a mother in the teen years, in the college years, and beyond. Mothers are miracles because though we are often unlovable in the things that we do, a mother's love is so sure, it's so firm, and oftentimes in this life it is one of the only things that we can count on. And so I've given you this morning five things and five reasons why moms are wonderful gifts to us, why they are miracles in this world. And yet I want to leave you with with one final passage in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. I love this story. I actually used it last year at Mother's Day. And it's just one of those stories that I always come back to even in my own personal time. In Luke 10, uh, Jesus is interacting with some, some women that are followers of his. And I want to read you this in Luke chapter 10, and I want to offer um, a hopeful encouragement to all the moms that are here today. 
It says in verse 38, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. So she literally tells Jesus what to do, which I never recommend. Like, like whatever it is, Jesus has it, right? But she tells Jesus, tell her then to help me, my lazy sister. Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you were anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, really quickly, I want to give you a disclaimer on, on this verse, because I think what's dangerous is when we don't read all Scripture in the context of all Scripture. All throughout the Bible, Jesus says that service is a good thing to do. The Bible calls moms to serve their children and to serve other people. In parts of the Gospels, Jesus literally says that service is greatness. And so if you want to see greatness in the world, just go find whoever is serving other people. Find the people that are caring for people, and there you will find greatness. It's not in money. It's not in status. It's not an accomplishment, right? It's in who you serve. And yet in this moment, it's interesting because Jesus almost tells Martha that she shouldn't be serving in this moment. And so what we must realize is that Jesus isn't rebuking Martha's service in this story, but is calling her to closeness. You see, service for Jesus in this life is no substitute for closeness to Jesus in this life. And so my encouragement to mothers this morning, and I, I really want mothers to hear me because this is going to be hard for you to hear because you care so much about everybody else. And your whole life is built around serving everybody else. And you serve and you serve and you serve and you serve and you, serve and you do a wonderful job at it. But my encouragement for every mother here today, whether you're 60 and the kids are grown or you're 32, you've got three kids in the house and you're in the thick of parenting, is to never stop learning, growing, and dreaming with Jesus. Mother, never stop learning, growing, and dreaming with Jesus. And I say this because mothers are so focused on serving everybody else that often they can overlook even their own hearts. Mom, it is okay to pull back at times. It's okay to not be perfect. I mean, in this moment, like Martha was doing very needed things. And what Jesus essentially says is, Martha, it's okay if some of those things don't get done. Just come be with me. It says in the passage that Martha was what? She was distracted with much serving. The key word is she was distracted. The problem was not her serving. That's a good thing to do. But the problem was that her serving was distracting her from the presence of Jesus in a moment that could transform her. You can even hear it in Martha's tone when she's kind of frustrated at her sister Mary. Maybe you've been frustrated at your sister a time or two in this life. You see, Jesus honoring Mary in this moment is not honoring laziness. It is honoring someone who is sitting at the feet of Jesus, and he is saying, it's okay to learn and to grow. Mothers, it's okay to think about yourself at times, to develop yourself at times. It's okay to dream about what God would have for you in your life. I believe by God's grace we can raise our children, but never give up the wonder 
that God has saved us personally for good works in this world and that he has things for us, whether we're young and in our 20s or we're in our 70s or 80s. Mothers, never stop learning from Jesus. Never stop dreaming about what he could do in your life. Take time for this. Never believe it's all about the kids and it's not about you because that's not what God thinks. God loves you and God has a plan for your life as well. And trust me, mothers are the only people who I would ever say this to, right? Everyone else, I'm always like, do more, do more, serve more, love more, right? But not moms. I believe it's built into their DNA. And so as we draw to a close and the band makes their way back to the stage, I'm going to leave you with two verses. It's in Isaiah 40, verses 30 through 31. You've probably heard this before. It says this, Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, in this moment, Jesus offers the care that we need for the busy soul that we have. One of the things that people often miss about this passage, if if they don't understand the context of it, is that for this woman, Mary, to be sitting at the feet of Jesus would have been highly scandalous. In this time, uh, women did not sit at the feet of a well-known and respected religious leader, that they were not seen as worthy. Men were the ones who were supposed to be gathering around the religious leader. Men were the ones who were supposed to be developing themselves and um, trying to grow. And it was women who were supposed to be, be taking care of everything else. And for Jesus to not only allow this woman to sit at his feet, but to encourage other women to sit at his feet and to learn from him, was he was saying in this moment that you are welcomed to come close to me. Jesus Jesus would have been destroying a massive cultural norm. And I believe this fits with our mothers today, that even our busy mothers who are taking care of so many people and doing so much for everybody else, that Jesus still wants you to sit at his feet, to think about what he might do in your life. You see, the the world cares a lot about a woman's physical beauty. Maybe you've noticed television ads. It's like, get the right mascara and everybody will like you. Our culture is really um, into educating women, which is a wonderful thing. It's a great thing to educate women. The culture values the mind of a woman. That's a good thing. But often the culture doesn't value the soul of a woman. When was the last time you saw an advertisement for something that could help a woman thrive in her inner being? See, the world often overlooks the soul of a woman, but Jesus doesn't. Mothers, we thank you for all that you do. And this is an invitation to know that you're not only valued, but that Jesus has a very special place for you at his table. Jesus invites you to come and find the care that you need for the busy soul that you have. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. God, I thank you for the moms that are here in this room. 
God, I very humbly know that I will never know what it's like to be a mother. And even all the things that I talked about today, I'm, I'm just barely scratching the surface of all that a mother does. But I pray at this time for the mothers that are here, Father, that they would be refreshed in your presence. I pray, Lord, that they would know that you love them so much. God, I pray the moms here would never stop dreaming about your plan for their life. I pray, God, that you would speak to the women that are here and specifically to the mothers and remind them of all that you have for them. We love you, Lord. We thank you for our moms today. I pray all this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.